I want to know a question. I want to know your answer. <laughs> What's your idea of paradise? What's your idea of paradise? What is, what's your idea of this, of this place where, where maybe you get all that you desire? Maybe it's, a, maybe it's an idea of a mansion. Maybe it's a place with, with clothes and jewelry beyond what you could imagine. Maybe it's a, a place where you get to indulge until you can't indulge anymore. What's your idea of paradise? Or whatever that idea is, it's not here. It's not this place. You see, this place, this place reminds me that there's a a, a great divide. There's a divide between the haves and the have-nots. And I happen to fall upon the side of the have-nots. Who am I? my, My name is, well, actually... My name doesn't matter because what you need to know is my role. You see, my role is one of a shepherd. That's how people refer to me, shepherd. But actually, that's a little bit kinder. People refer to me as shepherd with with a disgust, with a disdain, with an anger upon upon their tongues that, that rolls off to remind me that I'm a little bit less than they are. That my worth, my value just doesn't seem to measure up. And so daily, daily I'm reminded that who I am is just a person here to help make their life a little bit more comfortable. You see, it wasn't always this way. Shepherds weren't always looked down upon. Shepherds didn't always get the short end of the staff. You see, there was a time when shepherds was actually a great and noble role. In, in the fourth chapter of Genesis, we see Jabo. He, he, he's the father of, of those that live in tents and those that, that care for livestock. And then, and then we see this, this great picture of a God who's restoring his people through that of being a shepherd. But somewhere along the way, things messed up a bit. Okay? I mean, let's let's go back to the first, the very first murder we have recorded. Cain and Abel. Between what? A shepherd and a farmer. You see, farmers hated, hated shepherds. Why? Because our animals would come along and eat up all the crops. But we, the people of Israel, we are a nomadic people. We move. So try moving your vegetable garden with you city to city. You see, there was a day when our role was deemed high, had one of stature. And then somehow we get to a place where we become second class citizens. It starts as we enter into Egypt. Egypt is this this beautiful place and Egyptians detested farmers. Excuse me, they detested shepherds because they were agriculturalists. They raised crops. And every time we came in, they saw us as dirty people. 
You know, you know who they equate my, my role to? They equate shepherds, shepherds to two people, tax collectors, which are people that just seek to take advantage of you and steal, and dung sweepers. And I don't need to tell you what they do. You see, there's, there's this book called The Mishnah. The Mishnah is kind of like your, your family secrets. It's kind of like the, 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 the family things that you pass on from generation to generation. And within the Mishnah, they are telling generation after generation three, three key things about shepherds. One, that we're incompetent. Two, is actually an analogy. And it says this. It says, if you ever see a shepherd inside of a pit, don't stop to help them. What do you think that communicates to kids? When they see my role, when they see me as a shepherd, what do you think that communicates to the community? Communicates that he's a little bit less, less important than everybody else. And so this role of being a shepherd, this role of, 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 of caring for one of the most important parts of Israel life, which are the sacrifices. This role is one that has been diminished to be beneath the average man. And so why do I stand here before you today? I stand here because I am a man that believes that God is changing everything. He's created all things. But I wonder when he returns, will he see me in the same way that these Pharisees see me? As a, as a second-class citizen? You see, I am a man that goes and I work every day. And yeah, sometimes I take advantage. I take advantage of them. Sometimes I raise up some sheep and take a few for myself. Sometimes I might get over on a Pharisee and charge him a little bit more than what what he should pay. But I'm reminded every day that I am a value. I'm a part of the natural economy here, but I'm I'm only valuable enough to help them feel a little bit more comfortable. Like the dung sweeper. You see, I I lack hope. Because I'm being reminded every day. That my value just doesn't measure up. And so I'm out with my, my brothers, my fellow shepherds, and we together are letting the sheep graze. And it was in that moment of us, of us sitting down and watching for predators. My brother on one side. My cousin on the other. And I remain looking out for predators. And then it happened. This this angel of the Lord appeared to us. The glory of the Lord shone around us. The glory of the Lord shone around us. How do I express that to you? Let, let, me, let me put it in words that you may be able to understand. Have, have, you, ever, have you ever been to a, to a party? Have you ever been to a pool party? And, you, and you're looking around and you, you jump into the pool. And you're having a fun time, a ball. You jump in and, and 
you're now engulfed in the water. You're not wet. No, you are surrounded. You're submerged. It, it covers your whole being. See, the glory of the Lord had come over me in a way where, where I recognized for once this God had created all things. And somehow me being a created being was in harmony with all things that created. And it, and it overwhelmed me. It engulfed me. But just like if you're in that pool, the first couple seconds are fun. But soon, only one thing matters, one thing matters to you, and it's to come up and get air. And in the same way, as I, as I felt the, the, the grip and the, the love of God take me over, I also was in the presence of a power that is unmatched. And so what took me over was fear. The same God who had created all things could destroy all things in an instant. And fear overwhelmed me. But then, like, a, like a, a breath of fresh air when I was gasping, then he said these words that seemed to calm my soul. He said, fear not. For behold, I bring you great news of great joy that will be for all people. And maybe you, you're wondering the same thing I was wondering. What is this great news? What could it be? And then he said softly, for unto you, born this day in the city of David, is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Who is Christ the Lord? It was as if my heart had been set free. It was as if, as if I now realized my sin had now been cared for through this new life, the life of this baby. It was, it's, it's almost as if you were sitting in your home. And while, and while in your home, someone comes to your door. You open the door and you see the fire engines outside right in front of your home. Behind the fire engines, all of your neighbors are pointing at you and they're yelling and standing right in front of you is, is a firefighter. And it's clear there's an emergency. You're in need of one, someone to help you. You see, you see a savior being born that term savior. Let me know I was in need of being saved. But unfortunately, some of you will choose to simply close the door instead of allowing him in to be the savior of your life. You see, I was I, I now in that moment realized my sin had now been had now been paid for. I now realize this savior was the savior that all of the generations prior of my people had longed for. And this angel was revealing it unto me and my brothers and my cousin. And then he said to you, he said to me. There will be a sign, a sign that I want you to look for, a sign of a baby 
a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly the stars clear that night seemed to just transform into angels and the entire sky was filled with angels singing glory to God, glory in the highest. Singing. You see, when you think singing, you think hitting melodies and hitting certain notes. No, no, no. This pales into comparison. It's like, it's like the appropriate response. It's like the appropriate celebration. Have, have you ever had a child and this child you poured into, you taught, maybe you were trying to get this child to, 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 uh, uh, be potty trained. You, you train this child. The first time the child actually goes to the potty, do you just say, good job, young boy? No, you respond, yes, you did it. I believe you, you, you did it. I'm so proud of you. You see, family, these angels were singing unto God, but it wasn't a song. It was a praise. It was appropriate celebration of God just being God. And I got to enter into that and see that. And so what would you have done? What would you have done after that moment? After your heart's now renewed. After your heart has been transformed. After you see these angels praising God for the beauty of who he is. What would you have done? That's right. We went to look for that sign. Not out of doubt, not out of disbelief, but to align with all the other miracles that preceded us. So we went. We went to this town. We went to Bethlehem. And we could not believe our eyes. For just as the angel said, there was this beautiful baby sitting there. And we began to share with with Joseph. We began to talk with him and tell him all that we had heard, all that we had known, everything that we had seen. And Joseph was clicking with us. He was getting it. He's like, okay, he's pondering. We were talking with Mary. And Mary had this look upon her face. That look of, of someone listening, but it not registering. And from there, we went on to To celebrate. For you see, we needed to tell everyone that we came in contact with about this miracle. That a savior was born. You see, family, I I was a man that was hopeless. Maybe in your society, you've had a time, an era in your history where people were only set apart for the purpose of labor. That's my experience. They only looked at me to be able to care for sheep. They valued the sheep more than they did myself. What hope would you have in that type of society? But then this, 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 this savior enters the world and by some strange reason he chooses us. Don't you get it? He chose me. I'm nameless. You don't even know my name. But the beauty in that is that you don't need to. 
Because I was selected not for you to point and think that it was unique to me, but I was selected. So as a nameless man, you would see that I was only here to point towards a great God. You see this God, this God of all things, this God who's created everything. You would have you would have guessed that he would have come to the princes. He would have come to the kings. But the first person to roll up on the scene and see the savior of the world. Was an outcast. You see family. He could have done this. And, and hear me here. The God of all creation. Who's in control of all things. Could have come back. And changed society. He could have made. Me the one of status. And them lowly. But instead of changing the economy. And changing the society. He chose to change my heart. He chose to change my heart. And so now what hope do I have? You see, my hope is not in in the Pharisees someday treating me fair. My hope is not someday in, in in my stature being raised. My hope is in this Savior. That he would would transform the hearts of all of my people, that all of Israel would properly reflect. The God who's created them and be a model, be a witness, testify to his good works. My fear, though, today is that some of you will choose not to see him as savior. Some of you will see him simply as a baby born. Maybe he was a good teacher, but not see that you just like I was in need of saving. You see, now I have hope. I go back, continuing to shepherd the flock, but now transformed. You see, my my identity doesn't change in the sense of how people refer to me. My job hasn't changed, but he's put hope in me that allows me to be changed in the same scenario. And now, I'm telling everyone about this savior. Will you do the same? Will you join me as we read Luke chapter two on the screen? And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were feared with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened 
which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. As it had been told them, and at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Will you pray with me? Jesus, you are our great king. Lord, you are our savior. An infinite God takes on flesh and becomes finite for our sake. Lord, if we were in an emergency situation, we needed you. And you came to save us. Father, we praise you. We thank you. And may this be a time where your saving work. That it would remind us of you keeping your promises, your faithfulness. May we not simply see this as a good story, but see it as an as an opportunity to worship and give our whole lives to you. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.